Welcome to Elan Restoration Fellowship, where Jesus is King, Hamelech, Lord, Hashem, and Messiah, Mashiach. And now, Pastor and Rabbi, Billy Elias. All righty. So, we've begun um, an entire series this um, month based on Passover, on Pesach, because of the importance of the month, the second highest, like, holy year, holy day in the life of any Jew. Obviously, the first being Yom Kippur. Um, So, today I wanted to kind of talk about the mysteries behind Passover, and not many people may know, but um, it's important that we understand kind of the foundation of Passover. Um, we know that Jesus was called the Lamb of God, right? When when John the Baptist was doing his baptisms at the River Jordan, when he saw the Messiah, when he saw Jesus, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. Why a lamb? You know, and, and I think when we look at this, there's a discovery that needs to happen because, you know, a lot of people will go back to Adam and Eve and after they sinned and scripture says that they killed an animal and they wore its skin. Now, supposition would suggest that that was most certainly a lamb, but believe it or not, um, the Korban Pesach or the, the Passover offering um, is, it doesn't say there that it was a lamb. Um, I haven't found that in Hebrew, and I've really found nowhere that the scripture says that the animal that Adam and Eve killed was a lamb. Of course, it's supposition. Of course, it certainly seems as though it could have been. But that, in and of itself, is not where we get the Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world. We're later told right in the middle of of Torah, um, Moses in anger with Aaron and his sons, for not keeping after the the sacrificial lamb for the Passover, we're told that um, he sought diligently for the Passover lamb. Um, So in essence, the middle verse is telling us to seek diligently for the Messiah, right? The middle verse of Torah, seek diligently um, the Messiah, okay? And then of course we have the Passover, where um, in the land of Goshen, God sends the death angel and it was with the, 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 the blood of the blemishless lamb when it was killed and to wipe it on the doorpost so that the death angel goes over it. Um, so all of that does say, okay, there is a lamb and why was Jesus called the lamb of God? And you could go there, but there is another reason. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm battling a little bit of cold. There is another reason. Um, and it's a mystery. This is this is what I love so much about Torah and what I love so much about the Tanakh because there are mysteries that need unraveling for us to really understand why that the Messiah... Not only was he the Lamb of God, I think that that's pretty self-explanatory with everything that we just talked about. I mean, even on the, the fact that on Mount Moriah, um, you know, Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac and he picked up his eyes and what did he see? He saw a ram caught in the thicket, uh, um, you know, in the thorns. And, uh, you know, obviously a ram is, is 
um, a male lamb. So, you know, you could even go back to Mount Moriah, obviously, with Abraham and Isaac and that, that ram, because that's the same mountain where Jesus was crucified. So we could draw all of that, but that's still not answering why a lamb. You know, that's still not giving us, or at least for me, it didn't satisfy why. And there is a mystery here. And so I want us to go to the book of Ruth. Um, because I think the beginning of the reason for all of this starts right here. Um, and, and we're going to go to Ruth chapter 2, okay, and um, verse 2. Okay, and and we're going to start, or I'm sorry, Ruth chapter 1. I apologize. Ruth chapter 1, verse 22. Um, And here we're going to start to see something. Okay, so at this point now, we know that um, Naomi um, and Ruth, Ruth has already said, I'm going to follow Naomi. You know, hopefully you know the backstory. And so they decide they're going to return to Bethlehem, the, the, the house of bread. Okay. So when Naomi, sorry, when Naomi returned with her daughter-in-law Ruth, they came to the land in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Now this is very important because when we we look at the Jewish schedule uh, as far as feast days, we know that, and I've said this multiple times, so forgive me if you've heard this. Um, Please forgive me if you've heard this, Um, but... Jesus was um, crucified on Passover, put in the grave on unleavened bread, um, and then um, was resurrected on the third day, which is the Feast of First Fruits. So um, what we have here is they came at the beginning of the barley harvest. So in the Hebraic custom established at this time through Torah, the beginning of the barley harvest was the feast of first fruits. So what we have here, of course, is is a foreshadow because they're showing up in Bethlehem, okay, which we know is the birthplace of the Messiah, on the day of his resurrection, you know, how many thousands of years in the future, okay? So this is important because on the day of the resurrection, um, it, of course, thousands of years later, Naomi and Ruth come to Jerusalem, which will eventually become the birthplace of the Messiah. And the word meaning Beth, meaning house, Lechem, meaning bread, so the house of bread. And this is kind of where I think we start to see something interesting. And, and you could study the book of Ruth for yourself because there is a ton of stuff that could be in there about the feast days and of course the second coming and all of this kind of stuff. But one of the things that I think is important as we look at this, um, we, we, when we see that the Ruth it comes and we know now that um, her and Boaz have a relationship and it's developed throughout the whole entire story. Um, when we get to um, the marriage of Ruth, in chapter four, and we come to the conclusion, there is towards the end a um, in verse fifteen. Of course, we are re- referring to. Um, I'm going to go to um, verse twelve because 
In verse 12 of chapter 4 in Ruth is the establishment of the of the the uh, the kingdom of David, but not more than that. It makes in verse twelve is the establishment of a um, kingdom city of a king's city. Okay, and so it's very important we understand because it says, moreover, in verse twelve of chapter four in Ruth, may your house be like the house of Perez and Tamar, who bore. Judah bore to Judah through the offspring which the Lord shall give you by this young woman. Okay. So it's the family of Bethlehem of Judah. So what we start seeing is um, Judah, uh, the tribe of Judah, is now being established in Bethlehem, which is important because it becomes a king city, like I said. Um, a city of the throne, we'll say. Okay, it most certainly is a city of the throne. Bear that in mind, because we know later on that's where the Messiah is born. And then in verse 15, it says, May he also be to you a restorer of life and a sustainer of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you and is better to you than seven sons has given birth to him. Of course, we're talking about Boaz, but the language is very important because it says, may he also be to you a restorer of life and a sustainer of your old age. A restorer of life and a sustainer of your old age. In other words, may he, the kinsman redeemer, be the one to restore life that you will have it eternally. These are key words and phrases when you read them in Hebrew that are extremely important. Um, and then in chapter uh, 16, this is, a, this is where we start to establish the kingship, the line of David, right? Because it says, then Naomi took the child and laid him in her lap and became his nurse. And the neighbor woman gave him a name saying, a son has been born to Naomi. So they named him Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. So what we have just established is that in the fields of Bethlehem is established the kingship. That this is a king city. And I'm blanking on the word, so forgive me. I keep saying king city. But this is the city of kings now. Bethlehem. So many people would say, no, it's Jerusalem. It's not. In this particular moment, because we're seeing that from the line of Judah, born is Obed, who eventually bears Jesse, who then bears David. Why is this important? Um, because let's understand what who David is. And scripture obviously gives us a lot. And we're not going to go through chapter and verse here. Um, but David, if you remember, was the youngest of all of his brothers. He was a young, ruddy-looking character. Um, certainly didn't have the look of a king. But David was what? David was a shepherd. Hmm. David was a shepherd. And what did he shepherd? David shepherd sheep. So this is important in and of itself. 
Because by the time David is born in Bethlehem, where Obed was born, his grandfather, where Jesse was born, his father, where Ruth came to on the day of first fruits, which was the resurrection of the Messiah, um, you know, fast forward a couple of thousand years, David is ra raising lambs, sheep. He's raising sheep. So because David raises the sheep, and of course we see David's ascent to be the king of Israel, um, we it's interesting that we begin to see that Bethlehem takes on a completely different meaning. Because we, we, we later find that um, in Scripture, it says that, what are you, who are you, Bethlehem of Judea, um, too small to be amongst the big clans? Why would the Messiah be chosen to be born in Bethlehem? Well, we have the answer. Because John has already told us the 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 um, John the immerser or the the John the Baptist uh, John the Baptist the baptizer um, has told us, behold the Lamb of God which comes to take away the sin of the world. We know that the Lamb was used, the blood of a blemishless Lamb was used for the Passover, um, and we know that it was already decreed that on the Passover the blood of the blemishless Lamb would be used for the Passover feast as a celebration of the exodus um, from Egypt for the Jews. Not only that, but as a foreshadow of the Messiah. And there's a lot of things, and we're going to go over all of those different elements of the Seder on this podcast, not this particular one, but through these podcast series and live, um, live video uh, midrashes. But the important thing to understand here is Bethlehem took on another name because of its most famous, at that time, its most famous citizen who became King David. Bethlehem had been now known as the city of David. So we're told later that in the city of David would be born the Messiah, the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords, which makes Bethlehem an incredibly important city in the Passover. And I know you're probably saying, well, why is Bethlehem a very important city and in um, in the Passover story because Bethlehem is always used at the Christmas story. Well, the reason why Ruth is so important and the mysteries behind Ruth and when we look at all these things, these little hidden nuggets that are there for us to go into the storehouse and pull out is because of this very thing I'm about to say. The Mishnah and the Talmud had now recorded after this moment because of King David that this was one of this was the, the best land in all of Israel to raise sheep. It was the most fertile. Okay, what other people don't realize is that Sarah um, was buried in Bethlehem, just above Bethlehem, and that her grave overlooked the fields 
of Bethlehem. So when it says that she cries out in mourning, or not Beth, Sarah, Rachel, I apologize. So when it says that she cries out, Rachel cries out in mourning for what's happening in Bethlehem, it's, a, it's really because the Messiah is being removed from Bethlehem. This is the Christmas story, of course, because Herod says that they have to kill all the, the young males um, in Israel under the age of two or three. And so it says that Rachel mourns and she weeps because the Messiah is being forced to flee from his own lands, his birthright. You see, the Messiah's birthright, as with any of King David's heirs, was the city of David. It was Bethlehem. So as Obed was born in Bethlehem, so was Jesse, so was David, so would be the heir to the great throne, not only on earth, but in heaven. So the Messiah would have to be born in Bethlehem because this was his city. It was the city of David. It was his heir. It was his right as an heir to the greatest king that Israel ever knew. So we go back to the Mishnah and the Talmud and why is it so important? Because if the Mishnah and the Talmud, it was decreed that all the lambs would be raised, and the, or I shouldn't say raised, all of the Passover lambs would be chosen from the fields in Bethlehem because it was the best place to raise and to, to shepherd your sheep. So what would happen, and this is the Mishnah and the Talmud speaking, okay? So we talk about, people were like, oh, that doesn't mean anything. But people have to understand that the Messiah also, even in his birth, upheld, you know, would, would, would recognize the, the writings in the Mishnah and the Talmud. Because he was born in Bethlehem where they come to... Choose the Passover lamb. Right? So all the priests, all of them throughout Israel would go to Bethlehem during what is known as the lambing period and they would choose there the Passover lamb. Now you think, I think now you're going to understand why Jesus is called the, 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 the behold the Lamb of God that comes to take away the sin of the world. It's because not only was it his inherited birthright to be in the city of, this, of the great King David, but he was born not only in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was where they chose the Passover lambs. Isn't that amazing? You know, and so when we look at the story of Ruth, we got we have to remember that when she shows up, she's showing up during the Passover season. So the Passover season begins with the Feast of Unleavened Bread and it ends on the Feast of First Fruits. So you could say Passover week, it's the whole week, even though there is a day for the Seder. So she arrives from, um, she arrives from, oh, I just blanked on the name of the city. I do that all the time, so forgive me. She arrives from 
the the land of the of Moab, the Moabites, which is the they were the incestuous sons of Lot. Okay, so they come from Moab and they arrive in Bethlehem on the very day that would eventually be celebrated as the resurrection of the Messiah. But more importantly, she arrives in Bethlehem on Passover week. She falls in love with Boaz, who does return. It is not an unrequited love, of course. And they begin a romance, and then Boaz becomes the kinsman redeemer, and then the blessing says, well, Boaz, you are the restorer of life and sustainer of the old age. So right away, not only is the bloodline of David being established, and the place of kings is being established in Israel, but the idea of who the Messiah is going to be is given to us even further. Not only is he going to restore life upon salvation, but he's going to give us life eternal. You see? And because that blessing was put on Boaz when he lay with Ruth and they became pregnant and then Obed was born. So when David became king, this became the city of kings. You see? It is the city of David, which is the city of kings. So therefore, the heirs to the throne should be born where? In Bethlehem. And Bethlehem, remember, not really famous after David because nothing happened until the day that the Messiah was born. And at that point, not only did it become the city of kings, it became the holiest city because the Messiah was physically born in this very place during a time and a season called the lambing period where all of the shepherds would be bringing their flocks so that when the blemishless lamb was born during this lambing period, all of the rabbis and all of the priests and all of the teachers and whoever else would be coming to Bethlehem to buy a blemishless lamb. Because the Mishnah and the Talmud had therefore decreed from here on out that not only are the fields of Bethlehem being watched over, by um, Rachel, which in Hebrew, Rachel meaning a female lamb, a ewe. That's what it means. She, she's, the, she's the mother of the lambs. And, and she's watching over the lambs. It was the most fertile place to graze lambs. So that's where they would go. And during the lambing period, the lambing period is when the lambs will give birth. You see, because the the, the lambs, I, from what I'm, I, I, you know, from what, and it's, it's, you could Google it, you could check it. They give birth one time a year and it's why it's called the lambing period. And that time is during Passover season. So during Passover season, lambs are giving birth. The rabbis and the, and the teachers and the priests are coming to Bethlehem. To do what? To find a blemishless lamb. And why? Because it was the city of David. Because it was the place that was established by King David who shepherded, shepherded his sheep in those same fields. 
And why? Because his father and grandfather were born in Bethlehem. And why? Because his, what would Ruth be to him? Great-grandmother came to Bethlehem during Passover week where she met and fell in love with Boaz. The mysteries behind Passover. So I want to thank you so much for listening in and I hope that this broadcast has blessed you. Um, I appreciate everyone who does uh, listen in and always feel free to drop me a line um, at elonfellowship at gmail.com. We are on Facebook as well at Elon Restoration Fellowship on Facebook. And I am Pastor and Rabbi Billy Elias. And as always, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you shalom peace. In the precious name of Jesus, our glorious Messiah, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Billy Elias. Pastor Billy is the founder and pastor of Elon Restoration Fellowship in Toms River, New Jersey. Join us again as Pastor Billy bridges the gap between the Old and New Covenants. And as always, may the Lord bless you with peace.